Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Good, The Bad, and The Truth. I'm Casey. I'm Jill. And I'm Deb. Hey Deb. <laughs> I feel like we sound like the Mickey Mouse Club right now. It's very exciting. Yeah. Well, how are you guys doing today? Great. You look great. Thank you. I, I feel great. It's good. It's Wednesday. It's a good day. All right. What about you, Deb? I'm all right. I had, I had a long day. Okay. That's yeah. fair. Wednesdays can be like that too. Yeah. I feel like it's like one of those days where you're like, damn, it's only Wednesday, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel that. Today was a good day for me. I got a lot accomplished, but it was a long day. So I feel that. All right. So we've talked about our Wednesday. Now let me tell you about our upcoming Monday, March 9th. It's got some real gems. And most of them remind me of you, Jill. All right. The first one is that March 9th is National Barbie Day. That doesn't uh, remind me of you. Do you like Barbie? I used to have so many. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I had a Barbie mansion, a Barbie campsite. I had a, like three Barbie cars. Yeah, I was all about Barbie. Of have, course you did. Did you have the spoiled. convertible that was two-seater and extended to four? I don't remember. Oh, man, I got that one, and I thought I was like the talk of the town. I was like, watch this shit. Four Barbies right in here. <laughs> my favorite was I had my Barbie Jeep and the Barbie RV, and that was where I, I had that RV. That was yeah, dope. Yeah, RV was sick. It was great. Well, you do. Do you like Barbies? I do like Barbies. I didn't have all like the hot shit, like none of that stuff that you guys had. <laughs> you know, I had some basic stuff and, you know, it was also shared with my siblings. Um, and then I had like some hand-me-down Barbies from like my older sister. So yeah, but I did like Barbies. Okay, cool. What, so what is it? National Barbie National Day? National Barbie Day. Oh, why is it that? Do you know? Um, I did not read that one that much. Oh, okay. I didn't think you were asking additional questions. I'll circle back around. Um, it's National Crab Meat Day, though, so focus on that instead. Oh, I love crab. Delicious, succulent crab. Mm. Do you eat seafood, Deb? I do. Okay. Why, why are you? I don't know, Deb. I feel like you don't eat a lot of things, so I was just checking. Uh, rude. <laughs> I actually so love seafood. We need to go to the buffet. Pretty At much. The casino. The bu- oh. And take a Barbie with us. <laughs> It'll be a table for six. Oh, my. Um, it's also um, National Meatball Day. Oh. Any style. Italian, oh. barbecue, Swedish. I didn't even think about it. Swedish is probably my favorite. Delicious. Yeah. Trip to Ikea. And then it's National Napping Day, so they encourage <gasps> you to grab a nap. Yes. Oh, Deborah loves oh, napping. Oh, that's your thing? Do you yes. nap, Casey? No. Not unless I'm, like, super sick. I don't take naps. I can't nap. Every time I nap, I get a headache. It's not for me. Yeah. I love naps. Like, naps keep you young. That's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah but so... You're only supposed to take like 15, like, I guess the ideal nap is like 15 minutes and that's supposed to be like all you need, but I can't do a 15 minute nap. I'm over here doing like at least an hour long nap. And I guess that's not good for you. You're just asleep. Yeah. Basically like once you hit that REM, (laughs) like you're not supposed to. Yeah. But. I don't know. I like hour, two hour longs. You you are just asleep. That's not a nap. That's a long snooze. Yeah. Oh my god, those are the best. I know my friend, she said like at like four, she'd be like, Oh, I'm gonna put my son down for a nap. I was like, Will he go to bed? Cause like isn't bed at like eight? Like if you took a nap at four, but you know, everyone has their own way, I guess. Mm. It's also National Get Over It Day. There's so many days. I know, it's a busy day. National Get Over It Day is exactly how it sounds. It's a day supposed to like get over your shit. Like whether it's you're mad at traffic, you're holding a grudge, they said get over it. And it was started by a guy. I love it. That's because she loves the whole grudges. No. I'm just no, kidding. I don't. <laughs> no, I love it because I feel like everybody else should just get just over get shit. Over yeah. yeah. 
Well, be it over. It was created by a man named Jeff Goldblatt in 2005, so it's a 15-year-old day. Oh, wow. And it's because he was having a hard time getting over an ex-girlfriend. Wow. So now Is that how these things work? Yeah. You just start doing it? That's, All right. Apparently, if you're, if you're really curious to learn more about this, I kind of wasn't because it sounded sad. You can look up the whatevernetwork.com and learn all about the history of National Get Over It Day and Jeff Goldblatt. Nah. I mean, I'm not going to, but if you do, let I us know. I about Barbie. <laughs> I do love a good Barbie. All right. So those are your days of. Jill, do you have a friendship question for us? I do have a friendship question. Today's topic in general for the podcast is Casey's going to be talking about disaster preparedness in uh, the wake of the coronavirus Indeed. and whatnot. But my question is for all of us here, who in the group would you want to be stuck with during a natural disaster? Oh, not Deb. What? <laughs> Deb is so high strung. And I'm also high struck. Probably gonna die out there, Deb. <laughs> I love you. It's not you. I just feel like things get ratcheted up very quickly. You know, so the funny thing is that like I don't think I've ever seen you like in panic. I feel like you're a very calm and collective person. Like you portray that very well. Oh thanks. Like, I don't, I don't portray that. I don't give that. Like, nobody will say, like, Deb is calm and collective. I guess maybe people who don't know me. Like, people who are like, oh, she's shy. She's quiet. Mm-hmm. Like, they might think I'm calm and collective. Like, she's but, like, worked up. Yeah, but yeah. anybody who you knows know me. Before I got to know you more doing this podcast, I probably would have thought, they're like, oh, Deb's got, like, a, she's, like, level-headed. She's smooth yeah, yeah. in there. And I am all panic all the time. But in, like, a crisis or, like, a bad situation, I do get, like, okay, what are we doing? Like, let's just... Let's handle it. Like, yeah. Okay. So that's, that's why I'm saying, like, I feel like I would want you because I feel like you're very. <laughs> so you're looking for me and I'm running away from you. I don't know. I don't, I feel, I don't get that vibe from you. I feel like you would be like looking after everybody and say like, okay, like, do we have Jill? Check. Do we have Deb? Check. Like you Aww, would be like sweet. mom. <laughs> Mom-ish. That was sweet. nice. No, yeah. I feel bad for so a man. not a man. friendship ender question. No. 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 Okay, which one of us are you going to take along? I mean, that's what I think, but who knows? Who knows? It was correct. (laughs) I don't know. Honestly, I might leave you both behind. How dare you? Oh, rude. Never mind, Deb. (laughs) I'm taking you. (laughs) Because I feel like there are two very different people. I feel like Deborah is going to fight me about everything. She's not going to cooperate. Or like, you're going to have to convince her to do all these things or like to do action. That's true. And then Casey, I have to just be hyper vigilant about to make sure that she's okay. Like... She requires a lot of babysitting. So it's like vice versa. Mm. But I'd probably take Casey because she'd probably listen. <laughs> she'd listen more than Deborah. She's going to have to check like, on it would me. It take more convincing, but like eventually she would do it. I'll always do it. I'm just hesitant. Yeah. And I'm very clumsy. But who said, but nobody even said that you would be in charge. I'm in charge of myself. I know, but you're saying that like you need to like, I don't know. Let's just start. It's not that she's in charge of me, but our dynamic in certain situations is like, I'm very hesitant about stuff. Yeah, and I'm not. And then she'll be like, okay, let's do it. And then sometimes I'll be like, calm down, bitch. But otherwise, like, we work it out. Like, I, I see that. I'm not saying I'm the leader. No, I think we're just, we're, we're, I think we compliment each other in taking the lead in different areas sometimes. Like, you know, but yeah, we'll just bring you along, Deb. All we got three, you, Deborah. All three of us will nah, go. Whatever. She left us for Brian. Joe hated it. No, Joe kicked me to the curb, so it's fine. <laughs> Fine, I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's me. I'll be like, guys, there's too much pollen out here. 
I can't be in this. Just leave me Just leave me behind. Leave some water, some chips if you have them. To quote my favorite, Chicken, Chicken Little. Little. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> have you ever seen that? Dad? I have, but I don't. I can't quote it. I mean, I've seen Wait, it. Like, Casey and I saw Chicken Little in the movie theater, and we just died. We died. Run to the litter is because hilarious. Casey's the pig, and I'm fish out of water. Like yeah. that is just our personalities to the max. Oh, so good. I love that movie. If anybody needs a Chicken Little brush up, watch it. On Definitely. Disney Plus. Oh, yeah, Netflix, too. I think at the moment, it's there for you. It's there for you. Watch I it. may need a brush up. I don't know. We I'm might be seen... stuck at home quarantined. You might need to watch the movie. <laughs> it's true. Watch, we'll have to recommend a lot of movies. <laughs> your entertainment. All right. Well, as Jill mentioned, this week we're going to be talking about kind of disaster preparedness and emergency planning because everything's all crazy outside right now. So my first question to you guys is, do you feel like you're prepared for a disaster? No. My answer is no. I feel like in the formal way in which someone would ask me about all these things that you're supposed to have in place, I would say no. I'd say I have like some extra water and some canned food. I have food for my cat. I have fucking matches. Whatever you need, (laughs) like flashlights. But I don't have everything collectively together Mm -hmm. in one spot where if I need to grab it, it would be there. And they always tell you like have extra clothes packed and like shoes and like an outfit. Like I don't have, I'm not together like that at all. What about you, Deb? I'm not prepared. No? Nope. You got anything? You got some cans? You got a flashlight? I mean, no. Well, I have, like, stuff. Like, I have candles. I have flashlights. I have, you know, like, little things here and there, but not really, like, for disaster preparedness or emergency preparedness or whatever you want to call it. But, yeah. I might eat these beans. They're not saved beans. No. And I don't, no, I don't have a lot of canned food because I don't eat a lot of canned food. And that was, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe we could talk about it more later. Um, But, yeah. No, I don't have canned food. I'm riding on a couple Spam cans (laughs) that I have in my pantry. Make it last. Spam? Spam. Yeah, I love Spam. Oh, Mm -hmm. I thought you said Spam. I was like, what's Spam? Knock off a Spam. (laughs) The discount version. Yeah. Flavor fan. Flavor <laughs> original. <laughs> Spice of life. Um, yeah, I'm not prepared either, like at all. My mom's always giving me flashlights, and I don't really know what happens to them. They're almost like socks for me. They just disappear. Like, oh, <laughs> I fuck are those flashlights? My parents are always trying to give me flashlights, and I don't know why. My mom's like, I got you a flashlight. I'm like, she okay. wants me to say, bitch. <laughs> like, whatever. I'm so mean. And I was like, oh, thanks. I'm not, I just don't know what happens. I just feel like somewhere, like, under a shelf is like a thousand flashlights. Like, a raccoon in your house stealing all your flashlights. Pretty much. But yeah, like, I don't really have, like, a surplus of water. I definitely need some. I get dry real quick. You know, like, I'm just, I'm mixing all the details, especially as I learned about stuff today. I was like, you don't have it, bitch. You don't have anything. I was doing research and I was just like, I'm not, no, no, there's no. <laughs> well, where the topic came from, like, it is like what's going on with the coronavirus, people like panicking and ransacking shelves. But also, Trisha, who I mention all the time, has been on the podcast, her husband just bought a 30, no, three month supply. It's either three months or 30 days supply of like non perishable food for a family of four. And he already kind of wanted it, but everything that's been going on, he was like, I'll just go ahead and get it now. So now they have that. And I was like, oh, wow, where are you going to keep all that? Like, and I guess he's going to sprinkle it around. But I was like, wow, like, that's really, like, it's smart planning. They live in a pretty remote area. They do have kids. I mean, like, it's it's good stuff to have. But I was like, oh, I'm shit. 
That's a great idea. I was looking on a website and it was called the Disaster Preparedness Podcast because I was at work today. And instead of reading information, I was like, let me see if I can listen to a podcast episode to pick up some tips. I didn't listen to a single episode. And I ended up reading a bunch of stuff. And then they have, I'm not going to go necessarily go through everything, but like they have all these, I printed them out like 10 steps what you're supposed to do to go through your food mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I was just like, wow, like it's a lot. I know I've, that I've heard people say like, people like us who live in an apartment that you could like buy a trash can, like with the lids that you can like seal on with the handles mm. and like put all your stuff in there and you can keep it outside. So it doesn't necessarily like take up space. That makes sense. Cause I mean, like I how they, well, I don't know if they did that at your guys' school, you know, private school, but that's what we used to do. That's, <laughs> that's not that, like that, way to get it. <laughs> that's what we did in public, public school. Like um, everybody brought their emergency kit and then the teacher put it like in one of those, um, Big trash cans. It, does it sound familiar? No, you guys. It does not. No. Okay. No. They didn't give so, a fuck about us. We didn't. So have basically, at the beginning of the year, your mom had to, or your dad, or whoever, your parent, your guardian, had to make like a little like Ziploc, like one of those gallon size Ziploc, like emergency kit for you. And so they put like you know just in case something happened like while you were at school. So they would tell you to put like non perishable like snacks or like water, or, like you know little things like that. And it was always like the treat at the end of the year, like because we didn't have a fucking emergency. So at the end of the year, like we got to dig into our like little gallon sized bag Deb, of snacks. I do think I got to do that yeah. I, before I went to Catholic school when I was going to just normal private school. I do remember okay. having like a baggie yeah, of like, yeah. shit. Like, yeah, because yeah. I remember like the last day of class or like the last week, like the teacher gave it back to us, you know. She's like, okay, well, here's everybody, you know, and we would all just like dig into it because it had like all the snacks. Yeah. yeah. No, I've never had that. Party cool. dick. Yeah. That's pretty cool. One point, public school. <laughs> Whatever. The only one. No. <laughs> but yeah, no. You guys probably, your school probably just had like purchased for the whole like school. I think you know, they didn't care if we died. <laughs> no, I, I feel no, like I it, because say. it's like private school, like it was like in your tuition or something and like this covers our one poor ass <laughs> our poor ass had to like bring a juice box full of water <laughs> and some crackers. That's all your parents were yeah. come get you. Yeah, I don't know. That's not, it's not something that I recall doing later and then like, what grade did you stop doing that in Deb? Uh, I feel like this was elementary school. I don't think we did it in middle school or high school. Hmm. Then what is the plan for middle school? And high school? Yeah, I don't know. I feel, yourself. Yeah, much. I think so. Lord of the Flats. <laughs> oh, you're grown up now. Well, I think also because like in middle school, that's when you start like going to like different teachers. So, There's like, no way unless they had to put it in your locker that you could have like yeah, personal yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone's locker was a disaster anyway. Not mine. Mine was. Oh, oh. mine too. The decorations mm-hmm. are fun. The rest. Fucked up. My collage with Zach Braff. Why not Connor Obers? Bright eyes, babe. Did you not decorate your no, locker? No, I didn't. Did you guys what? have lockers? You didn't have anybody did. in your locker? Well, we only had lockers in high school. We didn't have lockers well, yeah. Yeah, in middle true. school. But um, no, I didn't decorate it. Oh, Deb. Only in a little bit. Mm-hmm. No collages? No. Okay. No friends? Pictures? No. Bye. She's Deb. That's fine. Yeah. I feel like we should decorate a locker for you now. All right. Me. Well, she don't want it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my dad got left behind in the disaster. Oh my god. <laughs> well, now with everything going on with like coronavirus and stuff, do you guys feel more of a push to feel to be like disaster prepared or are you like, eh, things are going to be fine? 
Well, I don't know. I was kind of like torn about it. Like I was asking Brian, like, should we be prepared? Because I feel like everybody's freaking out. So then I'm like, is there a reason to be freaking out? Or like, why is everybody like that's, you know, what I was wondering, like, well, why is everybody like freaking out? And so like, I was just kind of like looking up stuff like, oh, why are people, you know, just, but also I think Jill and I had this conversation and so they had like certain counties are declaring like a state of emergency. And when you hear those words, people freak out. Like you hear state of emergency, you're like, what the fuck? Am I going to die? You know? So I feel like that's why everybody is like running to the store and like emptying the shelves and buying like everything that they can. But I don't know. I looked up state of emergency today, like what it means, because I had no idea. And I was like, well, what does that actually entail? And what are yeah. people concerned about? And so this, the article that I found, it's just a short article that was from um, late in February. That was when San Francisco declared a state of emergency, what it actually meant. And basically it said that this helps the city get reimbursed by state and federal governments for any money that it spends on disaster preparedness. Hmm. And that it says it's in order to help the city prepare. So preparations include allowing staff to be pulled away from non-essential duties. So any kind of medical staff, such as nurses, caseworkers, and social workers to assess how whatever is going on in their city. Um, Clinicians being on call to answer questions to that work that 311 phone number. If anybody has questions about the virus, like particularly in this situation, um, it said it allows them to look at shelters and other opportunities in the community that might need to be expanded on or be more um, prepared if there is an outbreak. And making sure that anybody who works in healthcare has whatever items they need to stay well cut any kind of supplies and stuff since they're mostly infected or spending time with people who could potentially be infected. And so, yeah, so it's oh. more about that, but I didn't know any of but that. The word emergency, you're like, things are like turning to shit. And really it's yeah. like, Oh, we're just prepping. and like also trying to get that receipt back. You yeah. Know, they like, want the money back. So oh, I was like, yeah. okay. That was very helpful to know. Yeah. I didn't know. Cause I was like, I don't know what this means. Yeah. Because Jill had just told me that today or not today or recent, when was, it, it, was today? Today. Today yeah. it today? Today that LA County declared a state of emergency. Yeah. And yeah. And then I was like, oh yeah, I know San Francisco. I had told her, well, I know San Francisco had already declared a state of emergency. And so that I feel like when people start hearing that and you know, LA County is so close to us, um, they start freaking out. But yeah, I don't know. I, when I had asked Brian, you know, should we be prepared? He was, his response was, well, I mean, I feel like it's always good to be prepared anyway, like not just in this case scenario. So I was like, all right, I think maybe I will start trying to buy things. But um, I was thinking, because a lot of people are saying like, oh, you should buy like canned foods and those types of things, you know, non-perishables. And um, I don't really... Like, we just had this conversation literally before we started recording. Like, I don't like, like, canned food, like, canned soup. Like, one time Brian bought me canned soup, and I was just like, what the fuck is this? Like, looking at it all weird. So I'm like, well, is it really going to be helpful? I mean, obviously, like, if it's an emergency, I'm going to eat whatever. But at the same time, like, I don't know if that's – I don't know. Like, that's where I'm like, am I going to buy things that, like, I like, or should I buy just whatever? Like, just because I want it, but then at the same time, I don't want to buy food that I really don't enjoy or food that, I don't know. That's where I'm torn. What do you, 
you, from that preparedness yeah. website that I looked at, the podcast one, I'm going to keep calling it that, even yeah. though I didn't listen to the podcast. But um, the person that was writing the articles, there's a lot. They have a lot of information on there. And they said to genuinely only buy food that you know you like and you know you're going to eat. And that in dire straits, yeah, you might have to have certain things. But, like, they gave the example. I don't know if you guys have ever seen. There's, like, a whole chicken that you can buy in a can. Yeah. And it's, yes. like, gelatinous yeah. and gross. Yeah. And they're, like, do not buy things like that because you think this is what you're supposed to eat in an emergency yeah. or something. Because at the end of the day, you're probably not going to eat it. Yeah. It's taking up space. Like, don't even worry about it. Yeah. And genuinely eat, like, or buy things that you'd want to eat. And then he, um, the article really emphasized, too, about kids. Uh-huh. And really only getting them food that you know they're going to eat because you'll be upset if you're in an emergency situation and you have a picky eater like kid and they're really not eating anything like say like, eat these fucking beans yeah. you asshole yeah and then I was thinking too like I don't know I just I overthink everything and like okay well what type of disaster am I preparing for? Like, obviously you have to prefer, prepare for like all types of disasters or all types of emergency situations. Cause I'm like, well, would it be okay? Like mac and cheese. But then I'm like, well, am I going to have hot water? You know? Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, well, fuck. Like, I don't know. Like, cause I, I will eat mac and cheese, but then I, and then I was also thinking just, just another thing. Well, if I like stock up on mac and cheese and I have them in my cupboard, Brian's just going to be eating mac and cheese left and right. You I know? think don't he, keep it in your cupboard. Keep well, it in a special spot. Well, okay. So I'm going to keep quoting this article because we're talking about food. Yeah. And I didn't know any of this until, like, I started researching. And that um, – so in terms of, like, the mac and cheese or anything that they say that requires water. Yeah. So typically they say one gallon of water per person should be sufficient to stay mm-hmm. hydrated. But that doesn't include the water you need to make your food. Yeah. And the water you need to clean the dishes and, like, things like that after you're done making it and then they gave the example like so how you said about Trisha's husband Mm -hmm. buying like the food like that to actually even though it is expensive but to prepare it and see if you actually like it if it's something you would eat if it's something that you could make in an emergency situation or is it too hard or like kind of learning how to memorize cooking it because when you're in a very heightened like state of mind you're not going to be thinking like one your redirections mm-hmm. and you'll get frustrated and all that so that kind of like cuts down on your stress. Yeah, I know he's going to sample it. I think I get to come to like some kind of tasting party because I'm Ew. curious about it. Cool. I'm just curious. <laughs> and she was like maybe he'll give you some. I was like I would take it because I don't have anything, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like and I was like that's actually showing me a lot of love. Because that's giving away, like, a day of your survival. You know what I mean? It's like, true. That's a big deal. I didn't answer your question in terms of the current situation. Um, I, I haven't really thought about it at all, like, to be prepared in case there was some kind of pandemic. It kind of goes back to, like, what Deb was saying and what kind of disaster. Because in my mind, I'm always thinking about, like, earthquakes or, like, a fire. Because that, to me, is more, like, prevalent. Mm-hmm. Something that could happen. But am I prepared? No. Like, still not. I mean, I, I'm not either. And, I, and this, like, the coronavirus situation does not make me feel really stressed, which people find very funny because I do get sick pretty easily. But, like, whenever something flares up, like, I remember when Ebola was really big, I was, like, traveling through airports that were supposed to be, like, contaminated with it and stuff like that. And I just, I don't know. I feel like at a certain point you just have to be living. Like, obviously, take the precaution of, like, trying to wash your hands or rub your face and stuff like that, you know. But, uh, like... Shit just happens. You know what I mean? Like, people don't always know they're carrying things. And as far as everyone, like, really going crazy right now and stocking up so they don't have to be in the streets buying things, in USA Today, they had an article today. And they were talking about it and saying that people are just kind of doing a self-fulfilling prophecy 
of being like, everything's going to be gone. And they're like, it's gone because you lost your fucking mind and went to the store and took it all. And you bought it. Yeah. Like you don't need to do that. Like we're not running out of the things that you're so concerned about not having there. But like, yeah, the store doesn't have like an endless stock in there on a random Sunday. And you came in here and bought all the hand sanitizer. Like chill. Oh, like they have to order. <laughs> yeah. Stuff. So like, they're, that. So they're like, you need to stop hoarding. Like you don't need more than the recommended supply, which a lot of people say is 14 days worth. If you're going to be like, settling into like shelter but they're like that's that like you're kind of being insane and i was just like you know they didn't say insane but that's the gist of what people i took are dirty like people are gross people do not wash their hands i see them in the bathrooms like not pre- presently but like previously from all this coronavirus stuff people are fucking gross i go to a lot of people's homes for work people's homes are nasty like they do not clean people at work leave their dishes in the sink forever they're not cleaned like mm-hmm. Nah, people need to start washing their hands and, like, sanitizing in general. Well, part of what they said was that people are kind of fucking over, like, actual people who need these supplies. Like, when it comes to, like, masks and, like, sanitation Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like, I know when my dad was sick, like, for certain things he had to have a mask on. Like, when he was doing, like, some of his dialysis stuff or, like, other things. Like, you have to cover your mouth. There's a lot of people who need, like, to be covering things up when they're doing their own things. And they're like, you're going to the store buying these masks. So, like... You don't breathe on that, which they also say, like, wearing a mask, that's not actually good for you. It gets more dirty than anything else, like, if you're not yeah. actually Yeah, sick. and then if you don't, like, I was reading, you have to take it off a proper way. And yeah. you should probably be wearing gloves, but then you have to throw your gloves away because yeah. everything's cross-contaminated. Yeah. But they're like, you're taking all this stuff that, like, people actually need to, like, live for, like, this maybe situation. And, like, it's doing, like, more harm than good. Like, you're not actually helping yourself. And, like, you know, you're taking things away from, like medical professionals and people who need those types of items. And I was yeah. like, hmm. Yeah. And I don't know. I just really hate it when people do things. And I feel like sometimes people do things like just for like the likes, you know, and like people I've posting seen, selfies with their masks. Yeah. And so I've seen like a lot of like, I'm going to say influencers, like with quotation marks, you know, like posting like pictures of them, like out and about on the street with a mask on or like taking a trip and they're in the airplane like with the mask on and I'm just like really like did you really have to like take that picture or like if you're wearing a mask whatever fine but like was that really necessary for you to like post a picture of you with that mask but I I mean I know people wear masks at airports like the airport is dirty like it's dirty in there you know like I I get it's a lot of shared air but I hate when they're like oh and I'm wearing this mask you should buy this one I'm like fuck you stop trying to sell me that mask (laughs) like you know like it's just like a lot like, I think I saw Kylie do one. I saw some other influencers I follow. Like, this is a special mask. And I'm like, don't try to sell yeah. me this fucking $30 mask yeah. or whatever it is. And, like, yeah, and, like, what you had said that they were uh, – a lot of people are taking, like, the supplies from, like, the people who need it. And somebody had uh, called in this morning to Ryan Seacrest, and she was saying that she works at um, a mortuary. And I guess they wear, like, you know, like, the gowns, like – and gloves and everything like when they're handling the bodies and so she was saying that like even for them like their supplies are really low right now and she's like I mean I hate to say this but like we try not to like if we're working with a body like after we're done like we like you know get rid of the stuff that you know we're wearing and then you know we put on like a new suit and a new like gloves and whatnot um so they're changing it quickly and like Frequently. Right. So, but she was like, but now it's like, well, we're kind of like limited. So we're trying not to like 
use the same, but there have been like situations where we have had to. And so he was like, oh, so Ryan was like, well, so you guys are like, you know, cross like, and she's like, well, it's not really like cross contamination. Yeah. She's like, there's no like contamination or like anything like that. But she said, you know, there's just things that you just would rather not do just out of like respect, you know? So, yeah, I mean, that does suck. That's a, that's a sad situation at the mortuary. And it just sounds gross be, you know, yeah. wearing several gloves on several bodies. Yeah, because I'm sure it's a messy job. Yeah. You would like to be fresh in between your clients. Yeah, like, oh, just take a little break. Um, but, yeah, another thing that I was reading about, like, people hoarding is, like, there's a lot of price gouging going on. It was happening a lot on Amazon. Like, people were, like, charging, like, five times the normal amount for, like, Purell and, like, masks and things like that. And so apparently they went through and, like, made everyone shut that shit down. And now that's spreading into, like, eBay and stuff as well. Like, them trying to regulate it. But they said it's very common. So people are, like, dropping crazy cash on things they probably don't need. I'm like, yeah, so, you know, if you are going to go out and buy stuff, check that shit. Yeah. Wow. So. Uh, I'm glad they're regulating it, though. Yeah, they're trying to. They said they're. And, like, yes, they I, can. And I know they were saying, like, if anyone says they have a product that, like, not that can cure coronavirus, but that prevents it, that they're like, no, you, can, you can't advertise things that way because it's not true. Yeah. No. Um, the funny thing is that we just got an email today at work and they oh, were yeah. like, oh, we're installing like um, hand-free, like. Like the sanitation. When they put like the hand automatic down. hand sanitizer dispensers. Gel. We're going to, you know, install them like throughout the office. And me and Joe were like, okay, like you should have had that installed like long time ago like we needed we're that. literally like almost 600 people in our campus like come on that's a lot of people that's a lot of germs and the general public comes in all the time yeah so it's like oh okay thanks but like that. i just feel that yeah everybody's freaking out and like maybe somebody was like oh like what are you guys gonna do to like help us you know and so then they were like bam here you go it's <laughs> some purell you're welcome i will say i did the hap- no the abc hand wash the alphabet song Watching, oh, I started the happy doing birthday. That. Yeah, I did the ABC. Yeah, but happy birthday yeah, is one too. Alphabet. I think it was saying happy birthday twice. Twice. Yeah. yeah. Until I was like, okay, like I got in between my fingers. You know, and I did the back and I did it up to did my wrist. Did you do the cut like Ellen DeGeneres? No, I haven't, I haven't seen the demo of it. <laughs> I haven't seen either, but I know like ever since I grew my nails out, like I've I've been tried I've tried to be very specific about like making sure I'm scrubbing in a way that's like getting soap under my nails every single time. Like, yeah, because you know they like. You know, oh yeah, I do that too. Yeah. I feel like I scrub my cuticles, I scrub underneath because stuff gets dirty. I had read one that said like if you're if you're using like bar soap for whatever reason to like kind of like scrape it so that the soap kind of like is stuck it's under there. there and then it like suds away so like it's really cleaning it out. But like yeah, I try to be you know serious about my hand washing, not half ass it. Me too, in general, because like I always like work with kids and like strangers and stuff and also like I cook a lot and so my my hands are constantly dry like my hands hurt and like they itch because I have to hand wash like so much I wish I didn't it's true I'm always dry as well on the hands but I have scratches right now it's worth it I suppose you know it's okay we know we're all not prepared and that none of us are freaking out right now but we could probably you know try to get prepared just in general because coronavirus or not we do live very close to San Andreas Fault, all that good stuff so I mean, I've got some tips for things we might want to grab up if we want to do that. You want to start getting your bag I'm ready? not anti. I genuinely feel like these are things I should do, especially because I live by myself. Uh-huh. Um, I remember one of our coworkers because we have our unit meetings and sometimes we'll do like different presentations. And she gave a presentation on disaster preparedness, but this was like a couple years ago. And she prepared like 
what she called like her bug out bag, which is basically when you have to haul us out and leave. And so she has like, she told us all the supplies and everything that she keeps like in her bag and for herself. And I was just like, I should have done that. And that was like two or three years ago. Never yeah, did it. No. And I remember one thing that like always stuck from that presentation, the one that she gave too, was just that we should always have things prepared like in our car because um, Jill and I, we do travel for work and we'll travel like in our vehicle and we are, you know, out on the road for long periods of time sometimes. And, um, we go out to the desert and going out to the desert, there's only one freeway. So there's only one entrance and one exit, the 10 freeway. And if some, if shit goes down on that 10 freeway, like there's no way we're going to get home, you know? So that's what, what was one thing that she really emphasized, like, you need to have things in your car just in case you're stuck out there one day. And I remember that really freaked me out for like a moment. Do I have things in my car? No. I have like a shirt and that's about it. I had extra remember- clothes and shoes and some like yeah. cash because I always have cash in case something happens. Yeah. And I don't yeah. I don't know. But I remember she she gave like very specific things. But another thing, I don't know. I remember she said, well, if you wear glasses, like you should have an extra pair of glasses mm-hmm. in your car. But then my optometrist said you shouldn't keep your class glasses in your car because it um it can like do something like to the prescription and like your glasses can get messed up especially like in high heats and guess what the desert is high heat I have extra glasses so, in my car but they're old ones so I they think, get I think messed it's a up. mix like it's okay. better to have them than to like yeah. not and then yeah. yeah and so then she was like yeah and if you wear contacts like keep extra contacts but then those shits are gonna yeah they're gonna yeah. dry out so I'm just like. Well, I, I feel like putting contacts in sounds like a bad idea in an emergency. Yeah. Like your hands might be dirty. Like, I don't know. I think this, you know, as you move on from a pair of glasses, it's nice to make those the emergency glasses. They might not still be your prescription, but I can see a little bit, you know. My parents always told me to always have gas in my car. Like, even when you get home, like, never have your gas tank empty in case you have to leave. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Make sure you're never, oh, yeah. like, my hell on Because, yeah, then you're stuck. Yeah, because then you're just, like, fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I in case you know where's my where's my cash is hidden in my house. I do. <laughs> my emergency money. Uh, <laughs> I'm all looking around. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, wait, let's <laughs> shake this bitch down. No, it's, it's not a lot. No, I always have cash. So my mom is always impressed upon me. She's like, even if you just have ten dollars, she's like, never be without cash because you don't know what might happen, and you shouldn't just expect that you're going to use cards or whatever. And I mean, I have a little. I list never of, have cash. Oh, you should have a little cash. A little bit. I don't even have like. I know I should. I know I should have emergency cash at home. Don't have it. No, I mean on you. No, you yeah. Have some but cash. I, no, I'm saying like in general, like. Oh, I don't have cash. Get like some money. Anywhere. I know. I need to get some money. Get some money, honey. We were talking <laughs> about this a little bit at work today because obviously it's just on people's minds. And um, Trisha talked about how her husband got her one of those window breaker thing uh-huh. oh i have a little hammer suit so i don't have one but it makes i remember our teacher mr Hardis, always had uh-huh. one because he lived grew up in new orleans and um i she was saying that she got one and she got it after unfortunately someone who worked with the organization drowned in an aqueduct in the high desert where a lot of people drowned she died and it was very sad and she's like ever since that happened i just realized like you know things yeah. just happen like it's mm-hmm. true and and so, you know, and then my coworker, Marco, said that, and I didn't even think about this, that your headrest and your seat, you know, how you can, like, push that button and it releases? Mm-hmm. But I guess you can use that and, like, slash out your window with that because, you know, it has, like, those oh, two prongs. Oh, yeah, that's smart. And I was like, that's really smart. I'm just wondering, like, in an emergency where I was, like, being submerged, what I think about would that. I remember, like, oh, release 
use your headrest and like smash it. Like you hope you would, but like. Yeah, but also I feel like those things, they're not the easiest to like release all the time, you know? I mean, I'm just throwing I guess you there. can practice on your own car. What if house. I just saved a life with that tip? I'm just. I feel like I have my little know. hammer thing, but it's under my seat. So, like in theory, I would hope I could be able to grab it, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't actually know. I think it's super hard because you know, in like an emergency like that, like that is so like serious, like life or death, like it's happening. Plus, but, like, you could be pinned. Yeah, or whatever. like who knows like, what you're you thinking know. of? But like, I thought like when he said that, I was like, that's really smart because like I don't know if I'll have the wherewithal to do it, but like at least I. It, I Anybody know it now. Knows, like, yeah. yeah, I might be like, fuck, grab it. You know, so. Okay. Your emergency list. Here's what you need for two weeks ready. Two weeks, huh? They say you should really have two weeks. Some lists say three days, and I'm sure that's, like, probably what I'll end up doing. But they say ideally two weeks. Here's what you need. Water. At least a gallon a day per person. So, I'm like, that's a lot of water. I said three. Like, where is anyone keeping 14 gallons of water? <laughs> I have gallons. I only have four gallons yep. that are like in plastic, but they're t- but you're supposed to like rotate. Yeah, your, all your supplies, all your food, anything extra, like you're supposed to use it and then rebuy it. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's expensive. Um, you have your non-perishable foods. I really like this one. It said comfort or entertainment because you know, obviously, not even just for kids, like for anybody. Something traumatic will have just happened, and like there will probably be a lot of time where nothing's going on. You know, we're very on our phone, watching TV, doing stuff, listening to things, and that might not be an option that we have. So, like, having something that will bring you comfort, basically for kids, maybe, like, a toy or stuff, animal, like, for you, I guess, whatever is your jam. But I thought that was really smart. I read that, too, and they said to get, um, like, even, like, buy your favorite candy bars or, like, whatever it is that you like that brings you comfort if it's food because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter about the calories. It's just, like, you yeah. need this and what your kids really like to have, too. Medical equipment. Whew. Which obviously has to do with whatever you need. So in my case, like an inhaler. And probably some allergy medicine. Um, my medical equipment is body spray. So I don't stink. Well, there you go. When <laughs> the rescue workers count, they won't be like, this bitch! She's <laughs> so gross! Yeah. Um, glasses or eye care, which we just talked about. A first aid kit. Do you guys have first aid kits? Like a real one? Like legit? Mine is not legit. It's just random little bits and bobs. No, I don't have a. Oh. Yeah, I'm like I have band aids and neosporin. I yeah, have an same. old cookie tin <laughs> with random stuff in it. And you know, like I'll get them sometimes, like through work it's or whatever. It's right there. It's in that chest. That oh, there you go. Yeah. Like so, I'll get them sometimes, but like I think it's what you were just saying, like replenishing. Like I'll get it, and then you know, like I'll have it, but then like two or three years later, like they say it's expired. Which I mean, band aids don't expire, but you know what I mean, like the. On the list, there is the list. The guy said, "Check your like the stickiness." Yeah, piece of it, see if they still work. Yeah, yeah they so, do. Yeah, you know, like that kind of thing. They dry like, out. I'll get it, and then I'll be like, oh, well, that time's passed. Like I used mm-hmm. to have an emergency kit that my parents had gotten for me, but then no emergency happened, so it all went bad. Um, all right, sturdy shoes. I believe in that. Yeah, you're gonna need that. But you know, all this stuff, they're like, have all these different bags, do all these different things. I'm like, where are all these shoes coming from? You know, like. These yeah. sturdy shoes. I saw that too for kids that like you're supposed to check their emergency clothes and make sure they even still fit them anymore because kids grow out of stuff mm-hmm. and then like replenish them with something new. Yeah. Extra batteries. Need those on hand. I'm going to go ahead and say several sizes. All the batteries. That's right. Warm clothes. Because you'll want those. Obviously, we live someplace that's often quite warm, but the you temperature drops at night. Things go on. Yeah. Plus, that could be your makeshift blanket if need be. A fire extinguisher. I definitely don't have that in my house. I don't. The fire extinguisher for the apartment is right here in the corner, but yeah. I do not have a personal And that's one. another thing, too. Those expire. So, like, I had a fire extinguisher. It expired. Did I get a new one? 
No. You've just blown my mind. Did not know that there was a fire extinguisher in your apartment complex. Yeah, I don't know where I've mine noticed is. it. I don't I do not know how to work a fire extinguisher. Probably learn, but we yeah. had a demonstration. Like so they they come to my job and they do them and they came one time and they let us all because we were like, you know what, guy? Like we see the fire extinguisher, none of us know what the fuck to do. All with I know it. is you sweep that shit side to side. <laughs> yeah, so he let do. us he let us all try it. <laughs> I mean, that was years ago now, probably like five years, so need a refresher course on. that was like i took cpr first aid class but that was probably like five years ago yeah. and i feel like i don't remember offhand like, i also everything. got certified but pff, i don't know that anymore mm-hmm. like i can't don't look to me to save your life um also your identification and important documents you guys have all your documents on hand i have my documents are all in one thing but that's it's not fireproof and it's nothing like weather resistant so mm-hmm. any medications you might need toilet paper Get your toilet paper. Because crunchy leaves don't really work. <laughs> and if you're in the desert, cactus. Ooh, Nepalis. In your butt. Some cash for Deb. Yeah. <laughs> Need that. It also says pet supplies. And I know that you have a list, Jill, so did you want to share it now? Sure. So on the podcast prepared, on the preparedness podcast, this was their items for if your pet it happens to be stuck in a disaster with you, what you're supposed to do. So very similar to humans. Obviously, you're going to have their food and water, and they recommend five to six days. And to change that out every six months. Uh, extra bowls, a can opener if you have an animal that eats from cans. Leashes, a blanket, a carrier if needed. And also to put like your either like a shirt you've worn or a blanket or a towel or something that you've slept with inside the carrier so the animal can smell you and feel like comforted and a few toys like Casey said humans need the toys animals need toys any pet medications and just make sure that they are not expired either the litter box obviously like if you have a cat like me and litter um a compact medical care guide which I don't really know what that means. I was like what does that mean I don't know maybe like a first I know you can take like per first aid for pets but I don't know maybe that's like um if your pet has, like, a lot of medical needs. Yeah, could be. Or, like, yeah, because if your pet is separated from you. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, like, this is what they need. Yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. true, Deb. Uh, trash bags, grooming items, a photo of your pet to help identify them if you're ever separated. Oh. And then they said, like, type up, like, a little card thing and, like, laminate it with their feeding habits, any medical conditions. Your phone number and contact information at an emergency person's and maybe if they have like a veterinarian on file. And they also recommended if you're told to leave to always take your pet with you that sometimes they'll say, oh, if you the longer you wait, the least likely, I guess, that they'll allow you to bring animals into certain places. So just take your pet with you. And even if you, they say you're going to come back, you don't always come back home. So mm. that, you're likely that your pet's going to escape or they're going to die because you didn't take them with you. And if you're not able to get home, have a person designated that is comfortable, that ideally is comfortable with your pet or lives in the area, have them have a key so they can get into your house to know where all your supplies are in case, like, say, me and Deborah are way out in the desert. No one can get home Mm -hmm. to check on your pet that, like, someone has a plan. And the Humane Society has a lot more tips about that. Did it say how much water I should be bringing for my pet or, like, setting aside for my pet? Let me see. Did it give the water? No, it just said five days' worth, but I would assume I would give him at least a gallon, probably. Per day? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, the cat barely drinks water. Well, maybe, like, a gallon a week, A no? gallon? 
Yeah, I don't think it's... Or just a true. dog would drink a lot more. I think it depends on the size. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for those but, pet tips. But I thought that really, like, made me think, because I don't know if you guys remember when they had the fires in Malibu, and, like, obviously a lot of people here don't necessarily have livestock, but, like, I know we all would see, like, the pictures online when people left, like, their horses mm-hmm. on the beach and, like, the llamas and all, like, this livestock, and it just got, like, left behind. Cause, or a giraffe. Yeah, I know. Stanley the giraffe got left behind from the Malibu farm, which really upset me and Casey. Yes, it did. A lot. I know a lot of people got upset by that, Yeah, because you guys actually went there. We did. Yeah. And I love giraffes. And we actually, Deborah and I and our coworkers at work had actually bought our boss like a gift card to go take like the safari and everything too. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck this place. Yeah. They burned a bridge. I really liked it. I'll never go back. It was one of the best experiences of my life. But to have like wild animals like that, zebras and giraffes and not have like an actual escape plan from a company that's making that much money is like bullshit. It was poorly. It was sad. Yeah. It was sad. Well, those are good tips. I'm going to go back to the human list now, but I like that because that's stuff I would have never thought of, like, to have for an animal. I always, I don't even have a carrier for Bruna. Like, I, and I've been saying, like, I've been saying this probably for, like, a year that I need to buy her one. I've never done it. Oh. Because I guess you're even supposed to, like, train your pet to sleep in the carrier and, like, get used to it so that they don't, like, freak out. That's true, because I imagine I have a hard time being like, get her, Bruna. be able to, like, put her in the carrier, have a stranger put her in the carrier. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that thing? Nice try. Um, well, it says to have some tools on hand, and that's something I'm really lacking in my life. Like, I have, like, a hammer and maybe one screwdriver. I don't have, like, a good toolkit. Um, personal hygiene items? I have a toolkit in my closet right there. Oh, it's nice. my grandpa's old toolbox, and then I have, like, some of his tools and Ooh. stuff in there. Well, then you're ready to go. Oh, yeah. Except that it's all scattered about. You just exactly. Like, I have things, but Lord knows, something happened. Flashlights. Nope. We all have those, guys. At least me and Jill do. I don't know where mine are, but they exist. You got flashlights, Deb? Yeah, I yeah. said I did. Okay, you're good. And then an NOAA alert radio, so like one that doesn't require, like, you know, like those little crank ones, things mm. like that. Oh, yeah, that's Yeah, nice. one that doesn't have to, like, have electricity to work for emergency alerts. A can opener, because, again, we're going to have a lot of cans, except for Deb. I don't really know what you're going to have, Deb. <laughs> I'll have tuna. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's true. She loves tuna. And that is what you need for two weeks ready to have 14 days of the supplies. You should have all that stuff. Which is a lot of stuff that I don't possess. It is a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, oh, go ahead, Jill. Oh, well, only because you had mentioned about, like, doing with the, like, having tools and things like that. I found another list, and it said four trade skills that will increase your self-sufficiency. And it kind of just, the article just emphasized the point is that most of us don't really have any basic skills, a lot Mm -hmm. of us anymore, because we don't, we don't work in trades like we used to. And so they emphasized um, carpentry slash construction. So at very oh. least, knowing how to use a hammer, a handsaw, a screwdriver, and knowing how to ba- like build basic things if you ever had to, to like rebuild a structure or at least help someone because you may not be doing it by yourself, but like as a group to know. A handsaw. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hard. Like, I, I feel like, like I, I, feel yeah, I know. But you know how to put together furniture. I do. Like, I you know how to use a screwdriver. I do. Like, yeah, you know, you know how to do those things. My secret skills. Yeah. And another one they said welding, which obviously someone cannot just weld on their own. You have to take classes and stuff I for used it. to always want to take welding so much when I was going to college. Like, always. But I could never get into the class because, you know, people were really trying to be welders. Yeah. Like, and I just had, like, a passing interest. <laughs> they emphasize that the welding could help you if, like, a water pipe breaks or something like that, that you can close it up and you wouldn't want, like, the water to get damaged or to start a fire or electricity. electricity but also, kind of I mean, okay, so you know welding. 
But like, who's gonna have a freaking welder? Like, is Some that people have so, that shit? No, I know people have it, but like very specific people have yeah. it. And welders are not cheap because Brian has been wanting a welder for a very long time, and I've been saying no. <laughs> this list and now says, let him have one. I know, <laughs> and now he's gonna be like, Brian, you can get one. We said it's okay. Uh, no. Deb is like, I'm gonna delete <laughs> so this part from the episode. So it's like, yeah, like I mean, it'll be nice to know, but then at the same time, like. Are you going to learn how to weld and then go buy a welder? Yeah. You might not. Just in case if a, a, a water pipe bursts, you know? Yeah. like You're here to save the day. No. Nah. Like, guys, I got this. I got this. <laughs> that's way too much, like, if. That's too many ifs, you know? Fair enough. What's the next skill? The next one is basic bitch shit sewing. Oh. Oh, yeah. I don't know yeah. how to sew. Uh-huh. Learn how to sew. They said that most people I was gonna don't even know class. how to sew a button. I don't. No. I feel like I can get a button on. I know how to sew. I don't I sew mean, well, but I could sew. I feel like if I really had to, like, I could probably, like, figure that shit out. Like, it's not going to look pretty. Yeah. Well, no. But it's an emergency. But yeah, it's just like, an emergency. I feel like I'll just, like, you know, just tw- spin yeah. it a few times and tie mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah. Sure does. Sure. <laughs> as long as you allow enough space for your fabric to pass. But why out. is it even going to matter, like, if I have a button? Like, why am I gonna like me? You don't know. Like, if a button pops off, like, and it's an emergency. <laughs> like it's an emergency. I think when you're first, because I took sewing classes in school. When you're first learning how to sew, a button is like one of the first basic things that you do. Yeah. So they're just saying, in general, people, a lot of people can't even sew a button on. There's no way they're gonna be able to do a stitch or like mm. a full. Like, I try see. to mend. Something. Oh, you're gonna have to like stitch up like somebody's like. Like a wound? Is yeah. that a I mean, you never know. It's true. Oh. Like, switch this together. Here we go. Right. Let's take Throw it. some vodka on it. All right. It's sanitized. Hide on this stick. You up. Ooh, that would hurt so I bad. Know. I don't want to think about it. Okay, what's the last one? The last one for all the drama people out there. After? No. <laughs> She's looking at me and Casey. No, I'm just kidding. It's plumbing. Oh. Yeah. If you want to learn any basic plumbing skills, at least how to turn your water on and off. How to fix their toilet if it has a jam or anything to it. And just, you know, basic plumbing skills. You know, I was reading some stuff about that too. Like different skills you should have for emergencies. And a lot of them were like learning how to turn off your gas, your water line, all that stuff. And I realized that someone who's in an apartment, I don't really know where any of that is. Like, I don't know where Because it's not, you know, it's we not just on the side of my house. Yeah. So I was like, because they were saying, obviously, like if your gas is on and there's like an emergency, a fire could start. If there is contamination happening somewhere with the water, you should be cutting it off so it's not this. Yeah, like free yeah, yeah, and you know what? I'm I'm glad you brought these things up because I'm gonna take a moment to get mad at Jill because I feel like have you replaced those batteries in that smoke detector? I did. I didn't personally replace them. Oh, okay. I called, it got um, replaced. Yeah. Okay. So Deb was upset because I had not the smoke detector. The carbon monoxide detector has been beeping for like months, and I threw it in a drawer because I got tired of hearing it. To replace the batteries. But I was like, I have two detectors. I'll be fine. Another one will back it up. But no. So eventually. Because I had requested my maintenance people to fix it. And they never came. I requested it was like two or three times. And so finally I went into the office. Okay. And then I was like, can I get this fixed? And they were like, sure. And it happened the very next day. Okay. Like I had to physically okay. go in there to get them to fix it. Yeah. But not even fix it. I should say. Replace the batteries. Yeah. I tried to do it last time myself. And I couldn't. I just couldn't get this little. Whatever those components are. It's like are. the nine volt battery. Yeah, yeah, those little plastic, little metal, little knobs or whatever. Yeah. I have no idea how to get those off. That's I a- even had my dad look at it. And he's like, no, that's, I don't know how to get this. That's the skill we not need. Not without like breaking the wire. So I was like, fuck this. I'm not doing yeah. it. Yeah. 
because that's what's inside of my clicker remote to get in the gate. And I was like, if I need to change this battery, I don't know how to do it. Like, I don't know how to remove those. So, I don't know. Nope. If you know how to change a 9-volt battery, maybe write it. <laughs> we need to know some tips. Yeah. It sounds so Is, simple. That's the square one? Yeah. Oh, Brian knows how to But it, like, attaches to stuff. Our, like, like, the way it clicks, like, it's, it's like, held it's on. It's, like, locked in. Yeah, right. it doesn't just pull off. It's weird. Yeah. Hmm. I heard they can shock you, and I don't need that in my life, so. Well, I know Brian had changed mine, because, like, the... I think it was a smoke detector. It was beeping, and I was like, change that shit. I shoved it so deep into a drawer yeah. with lots of clothes. I'm like, shut the fuck up. No, the minute I hear that stupid thing chirping, I'm like, you have to change it because I. It's really loud. Mine was it's really annoying. loud. It, it did yeah. the same thing. And I was like, the neighbors are probably so fucking mad. Yeah. I slept with it under the pillow for a couple of weeks. The other yeah. day. It all starts at night. But how can you sleep night. under the pillow that's too close to your. I had like four or five pillows on the bed, but. I could hear. I just turned it out. Wow. She's like, no, that. I hate yeah. that sound. I'd be like, it's the telltale heart. <laughs> I would like you guys to know this article was written by a woman. Nice. Yeah. So she's really encouraging us. Okay. Well, I do think we I'm need not, more I'm skills. Learn, I'm not going to do the welding because I don't see that happening. But the other ones. But there are basics, things that you should know how to yeah. do that like, you And know. she emphasized that it's not like stuff you're going to see in TV or on movies as far as like survival stuff, but like. These are things that we should I feel know. like Home Depot teaches classes like that to, like, show you how to do things like that. Like, little simple, you know, like, this is how you I like think they fix do, something yeah. under your sink or, like, whatever. Because, like, it's not hard. It's just that you're like, I don't know The only thing I've ever done under the sink was take apart the garbage disposal. Oh, oh, you did? Did you unplug it first? It. Yeah, oh. I Googled it on YouTube to figure it out. Because oh. I don't know what I did. I did something. This is referring <laughs> to my mom's garbage disposal. I got something stuck down there, and I couldn't figure out what it was, and they weren't home. And I was like, fuck this. My mom will not find out. Like, so I had to unplug the garbage disposal and get the the screwdrivers and uh, open it up. And I think it was a bone or something that was down there. And I was able to clear it. But I was like, hell no, my mom's not going to find out. I'll never live it like the day go. <laughs> Your mom's listening. No, just kidding. <laughs> that was so funny. You're like, today I am a plumber. <laughs> yeah, I was like, fuck, I'm going to YouTube. There's nothing else I can do. YouTube's so good for that, though. You can yeah, have so many yeah. good skills. Like, stuff. it's true. And you had, you know, real motivation on your side. I had fear. <laughs> the world's greatest motivator. The only thing that motivates a procrastinator like me, fear. He's like, fuck! I said, my mom will be home in like an hour and a half. You gotta get this shit together. Gotta get it cleaned up. No trace left behind. Do you feel like you could recreate it now? Like, you remember how to do it? No. Oh, well. But I, I feel confident. Like, I did it once. I can do it again. I just need a refresher. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. So, since none of us are becoming welders today, unfortunately, but we live in hope for Brian, um, this woman from a blog called The Lady in the Black, I don't know why it's called that, but that's what it's called. The Lady in the Black? The Lady in the Black. Sounds creepy. It's not. It's just some lady. But she went through kind of like every emergency scenario because she said she realized one day like she's a single mother and that she lives in LA and that LA, if something goes down, it's like a clusterfuck because it's overpopulated, it's real tight, like, and she said so... She started thinking, okay, how am I going to prepare for me and my child? And I was like, oh, so she said so many things. And it, like, it really blew my mind, but I thought they were worth sharing. So the first one she talked about was sheltering in place. And so she said, in a place like L.A. that's so densely crowded and like all these freeways, kind of like what you said before about like the 10 freeway, like you only yeah. have like, one way, one way in, one way out, that you'd probably have to stay wherever you were, like, escape would not probably be like the smartest idea because it would just be shit you know yeah like it made me think about that movie deep impact oh i remember that yeah with elijah wood there's like a meteor coming and everyone's on the freeway trying to get out they can't and then it comes 
and everyone has to take off, but like they can't really get out. Is that the one Morgan Freeman was president? Yeah. Hell yeah. That I used good. to watch all the disaster movies as a kid. She like me and my parents movies. were obsessed. It's true. She used to always be like, should we watch Dante's Peak? <laughs> like, I've never seen Pierce it. Brosnan? Yeah, we should. Watch him save the day. And I, I watched it with her one day and it was crazy. Um, but yeah, so she talked about sheltering in place and you can look all this up on ready.gov, which is a good preparedness website. But one thing she said she had was like plastic sheeting for windows. Wow. And I like that had never crossed my mind, but she's like, of course you have all your normal stuff, like all the things we just listed, but that if you're sheltering in place and have to stay where you are, that there was like an earthquake, probably your windows have been blasted out, you know, like by like the shaking. And so you would use that to cover it up. Or for some reason, if we were like in a situation where things had gotten contaminated, that you would want that plastic sheeting to shield it. Oh, it gives me so much anxiety. I mean, it was pretty that. crazy, but I was like, <sighs> it's super fair. Yeah, you know? that's accurate. Oh yeah, and I was just like, oh, man. So then, like, she, of course, she had, then she had some of the emergency rations that I told you my friend's husband had purchased. She got, she just got three days worth. She bought on Amazon. But, you know, she was, like, even on top of, like, canned food, like, this stuff's all, like, freeze-dried and all this stuff. So I was just like, oh. Then she talked about having technology for emergencies, like solar-powered charging things, like for your flashlights, for your phone, because for the most part now, we all use our phone to get emergency alerts and stuff like that. But if you're only dependent on wall power, there's no saying that'll be there, so that you need to have, like, a solar charger. I've got my solar charger. I know you have a solar charger, and I thought, I need to get one, too, because, yeah. I love it. It works no matter what. I mean, even on a pretty dim lit day it still works mm-hmm. there's still some sun out so yeah. yeah and they also really suggest you signing up for well she suggested you signing up for several alert places like and i'm not signed up for any like obviously your phone sometimes sends you stuff but she said you want to do like your local city one like the fema one and she said the one called nixle public safety alert and that all these things will like alert you if something's really happening and i was just like cool all right haven't even crossed my mind to do something yeah. like that I was like, the phone will just let me know, I guess. <laughs> you know, but yeah, like to have the heads up. Then she talked about what we discussed before, like being prepared in your car. She was a commuter too. And she said that like her job was 25 miles away from her house. So she's like, you know, in LA, 25 miles could be quite far. And so well, like, that's really far. Yeah. And yeah. so like what you would need to have with you. So she kept like a three day supply of stuff in the car, which seems like a lot of days like that's three gallons of water yeah all that stuff but a change of clothes sneakers shaking her head and she said sunblock and i was like good for you lady get that sunblock oh, off sunblock. <laughs> don't burn to a crisp out there trying to get back because she's like if i have to i will walk the 25 miles to get to my daughter oh, like man. you know but like it's true you never know what's going on as she talked about a lot of other like natural things like wild flat wildfires flooding all that stuff that can go on um, and kind of like keeping everything in these little central places. So, you know, how you talked about the trash can with the mm-hmm. lid. She said the same thing and she keeps it in her closet, but she said it's like a rolling laundry cart. And that in her case, she kept her cat carrier on top so that she'd always have it there. Like not have oh. to go like find it because in her case, she said that she'd actually lost some pets as a child in a house fire. So she was really mm-hmm. serious about making sure she had like all of her pet shit together. But that in this laundry basket, she had the clothes some money like that her documents were hidden away somewhere near to that like in case she just had to fucking get out of the house you know and I was like wow lady this like, is great yeah I was like you're so ready like for everything like I'm ready for nothing but yeah she said like I'm ready to die she, she had like a tent in that basket sleeping bags like she's got it all and she's like it's on meals because she lives upstairs and she was like 
I'm going to roll that shit down. Like, we're going to get out. Laugh in my sleeping bag now. My little fox. Your child's size sleeping bag. It's in the car. It's still there. I know. And then something she talked about, which we haven't really touched on, was the evacuation routes. Because she said that a lot of us are so dependent on, like, GPS to tell us where we're going. But we don't really know, like, maps and things like that. And that, obviously, you can't depend on that in an emergency. So that you want to know all these different routes. So she said she had, like, printouts of like close up of streets in her area, plus expanded ones of like different routes out. And that she kind of like made an underground railroad, of like how to get out of the city, like different friendly places she could stop along the way to get to safety. Some of them very close and some of them like all the way across the country. But how, okay. So how does she know what is safety? Well, I think that's why she made several. Cause it was just like, this is an LA thing. So I need to get out of LA. Or is it like California's fucked? We gotta get out of California, like things like that. Maps oh. are really hard to find because a few years ago I was taking a road trip and I wanted a physical map because I wanted to write on it and like take notes and I could not find a fucking map to save my life, like at all. Do you get a AAA? Where do you get a map? I don't know. I've been. I think I randomly found one on like a CVS or something. Mm. But um, the other day I was at REI and they had a ton of maps and I was just impressed because I was like, where was this? I should have known to like come and look at maps because they had so many. And by safety, I meant like literal like friends' houses. Like if I was like, ooh, I got to get out of Colton, I'm going to come to Deb, you know, yeah. <laughs> heading to Deb now. And then like, okay, I went there. I need to go further. So she was just yeah. saying like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not, yeah like, was... this, not like this road is safe, but just like I need, like I want places along the way where I know I can stop yeah. like safe harbors. I know. Yeah. I had, <laughs> it's funny because just the other day, well, not the other day, but like not too long ago, I was thinking about like how funny it was that, um, before, you know, like we, before we used our phones and whatnot, like we would print out like the map quest or, I mean, I know that that's what, you know, me and my family used to do. We would print out like our map quest and then that's what we would use. But then other times we would just like go by like what people told us, you know, like, oh, like, you know, verbal directions mm -hmm. before that even existed. And then I don't know. I was just like, how did I, because I don't have a very good sense of direction. But I'll tell you what, I was very confident out on those roads when I turned 16. It's not like I was like, I don't know where I'm going. Like, I knew where I was going, apparently, right? Yeah. I remember one time I had gone to the beach and I got lost, like, on my way back. I kept taking, like, the wrong freeways, like, the wrong directions. But guess what? I managed to find my way back home. You? Remember, yeah. Wow. So I went, like, I went to Newport. Somehow ended up in San Diego. <gasps> Deborah. And then, but I still managed to like get my ass back home. That's wild. But yeah, that was before like, I think I was 18 or something at that time. So like, I didn't, we didn't have maps on our phones at that time. Yeah. It was just, I, I think about that day and I'm like, I would never be able to do that. I would be freaking out. Like, I mean, obviously I know my directions a little bit better now than I did, you know, back then, but it's just wild to me. And I, I remember telling Brian, like, do you remember when, like, did you guys ever used to print out, like, the maps and stuff? But I know Brian's, like, younger than I. And then also he, you know, spent a good part of his childhood in Mexico. So, you know, it was a lot different over there, too. So he was, like, looking at me like I was crazy, you know. He doesn't know. Yeah. He has no idea. He said, okay, boomer. I know. I know. <laughs> My dad still prints MapQuest. Yeah. And yes, he still prints the fucking MapQuest and I'll be in the car, right? Because a lot of times I'll drive him my mom places. And like, 
I had the GPS on. And he's like, I'm going to put my GPS on too. So he's got his fucking GPS going. And I have mine. I let him do whatever he wants. And then this is him. <laughs> the fucking map question. I'm like, can you? Can you stop right now? To be fair, Jill's GPS is always against her. Oh, it's and so just makes her get lost. So I can see why he said we need the backup. <laughs> no, he won't. He can't let the map go. Like the GPS <laughs> map quest go. I'm just like. What? Really? My mom's like, can you put it away? And I'm like, can you? You give him fucking anxiety. Well, I want to know what he does after it. Does he save them? Like, the next time I'm going to go. I always, I see, no. He, like, folds them in fours and he puts them on his nightstand. And it'll be there for, like, a couple weeks and he'll throw them away. Oh, my goodness. It'd be better if he fucking cataloged them. or something. Yeah, right? And then he'll be like, wait. How Casey, do we get there? Casey's house. Oh wait, I have, I have it. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need to reprint it. I Let me flip right to here. the K. Oh, she moved. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cute. I did not know your dad did that. My parents are very old school. They still keep an address book. Like they have when because Casey's mom used to send us like cards and stuff when we were kids. Yeah. And they have like your mom's return address like cut out and glued in a book along with however many. Hundreds of people in their address book. My mom has an address book. Yeah. And I'll be like, I need this information. She goes, oh, go in the book. It's above the counter in the cabinet. And I'll be like, oh, my God. She's like, you should really keep an address book. For a long time, my mom was trying to get me in the summer, quote, unquote, when I would be, like, on break from school. Can you just type all these addresses for me? Put them in, like, a new book? I'm like, fuck, no, I can't. Like, you're crazy. Uh, you're mean. I Ew, love you. You wouldn't do that for your mom. Nope. Nope. She wanted me to reprint them on new, like, the sticky tabs. Yeah. And, like, print them in the computer. <laughs> I don't know why that's the And then tabs. we stick the tabs in the new book. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> I love you, but I can't do that. Oh, my God. New labels have amused me greatly. Yeah. Not handwritten. New labels. Oh, man. Yeah. My parents' address book, like, has been around forever. Like, I'm like, guys, like, they just hold on if to it. If you're not in the address book, you don't even exist. They don't love you. Like, <laughs> You just make it in there. You gotta be in the address book. Oh my god, I love it. That's really old timey. It is, but you know. But I also feel like our parents. Like my mom always makes fun of me. I'm like, I don't know what this map is telling me. Like whatever it's like when I'm doing like walking directions. Like I don't know which way I go. I'm just gonna start walking, and it'll let me know I need to turn around. Like I'm going oh, yeah, go. yeah. Where we put you. And yeah. she's like, Why don't you understand where you are in the map? I was like, Who's touching maps? And she's like, your generation is ruined. And she's like, this is where we're going. And so, you know, like, I think it's a lot of skills and it's true. But like, we don't have, like, we didn't learn because the technology was there for us. And like, yeah. my mom can like, she's ready on the map. There's an emergency, like, where are we going? Go ahead and find it. I know she how to a, read maps. She has a terrible sense of direction. Like mm-hmm. in reality, my mom's not good at that. But like, if she has a physical map, she's ready to go. That's great. So this lady, again, she did like every emergency. Like it was blowing my mind. It kind of made me stressed. She talked about bad things happening at home. She's like, don't just assume like it has to be an earthquake. So she's like, apparently more than 18,000 Americans die every year from injuries that take place in their house. So like your house is your second most dangerous place you could be. And said like, if you have a personal injury, what could happen if a fire happens at home? But like this fire thing was really interesting because she has a daughter and she said that for her daughter, she made little index cards that like go on the fridge and stuff like that, that first start with like emergency contact numbers. But past that, she made her daughter her own little bug out bag in case, like, her mom died in a fire. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so, like, it's full of stuff for her to take, including an index card for, like, on the go with, like, both her parents' information, like, some addresses and contact for other friends. And she said, like, a note telling her daughter not to be scared. And I was like, that's Aww. really fucking sad. But, like. But, okay, so she, 
obviously had this conversation with her daughter. Yeah. And her daughter knows where her little bug out is. It's right is. by the window. Yeah. It's like always there. I read that too in the in the, the other article to stress to your children, like, don't be scared. This is what you need to do. Not to talk about it like frequently, but to talk about it enough to like build confidence. So if something does happen to you, like a parent, like that they know what they have to do at like at the very least. And then like another tip they said was to, okay, for people that have like guns and things in their home, because you know, people will have their home stocked with however they feel they need to stay safe. Like teaching their children that you don't talk about these things at school. Like don't talk about whatever people we have don't at need home. to know. We have that. And like, don't necessarily share that we have like all these extra water preserves and food and like all these things. Cause you never know. Oh my God. That's what I In a small community. Like, yeah. You never know. I was like, now all your neighbors are going to come for you. <laughs> yeah. She said I could bring this up on the podcast. So it's fine. But I was like, everyone knows you guys got stuff. I was like, you think they're your friends for now. Yeah. Shit goes down. You can't trust people. You can't. You never yeah. know. But they ended the article stating that also teach children. What is it? Like the Mr. Rogers saying that when things go down, like you look for the helpers, like, to find people that can help you, but to also help others in, like, a way that you can. And just to kind of always teach kids that, too. Yeah. That's nice. So, I was like, huh. Nice little bow wrapped on that. Just don't tell them you got all this food in your house. But shut up. Or in your backpack. <laughs> like, yeah. you don't know. You don't know what's there. You're fine. The last tip this lady gave, or the last one I'm going to talk about, is household inventory. Because I know everyone recommends that you do that for, like, all your shit. I don't have it. You know, like, to, like... I have renter's insurance, obviously, but I don't have any log of what's actually in my house if there was some, like, kind of disaster to prove that I have that stuff. And that's what people get fucked over with their insurance, you know? So My like, parents made me do one. They made me, like, take, like, when I bought my TV, they told me, like, you have to take a picture. And anytime you buy something new, like, if you bought new furniture or whatever, you take a picture and you send it to your insurance person. And then, like, they update it or whatever. So you may not, like, have it in your mm-hmm. log at home, but, like, someone has proof that you bought whatever because then they'll be like too bad you're fucked like i'm not getting yeah, like, i don't know you had that you yeah know. sure you did lying bitch they even say it's like your suitcase you know like to be like could this, be expensive yeah luggage. this is what was in there yeah. you know like when you go in case you lose your bag because you're like well, my badly michigan gown was in there like sure it was sure bitch. it was you and your target sundress got out of my face <laughs> so, but yeah do you have an inventory of your stuff deb no i don't have an inventory of my stuff no we should but start. also i don't I don't know. Like, at the same time, you have to think, I guess, what is valuable enough to put in your inventory. Like, because you're not listing, like, every single, like, item in your home. I think it's anything that's, like, a big ticket item. And whether I don't have necessarily the most expensive couches, but for me, as someone who lives by themselves, if I had to go buy new furniture, it's going to cost me a lot of money. I think, yeah, I think it's, like, the accumulation. Like, okay, that singular thing might not have been a lot, but if I had to replace it all... At and once? they didn't want to value it. Yeah, yeah. you know, like, because I'd be like, I'm willing to give you $500. And you're like, I spent, like, $5,000, you know, like, that kind of thing. Because, mm. yeah, I get it. You're like, I'm not taking pictures of all my spoons. <laughs> yeah, no, and I'm yeah. not going to, like, try to account for everything. But, yeah, like, maybe, like, your, my bed and my dresses. New mattresses are not cheap. I got a new newer mattress. Like, yeah. 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 So it's legit. It's something that I should definitely be putting more value in i'm planning on buying a new couch this year possibly with my tax money so nice. i'll be like pictures you treasure this couch well take your picture on the couch <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely my apartment you're saying right but yeah okay so what's something we all are going to try to do i don't want to do anything i'm, I'm trying to do something oh my god 
Get a cat carrot. Okay. Let's start I'll there. I'll start with Bruna. My pride. Enjoy. She's going to save your life, babe. I know. And Deb's getting a welder, so that's fine. <laughs> Negative. <laughs> What's something you're willing to do then, Deb? Um, well, I was already planning to, like, maybe just try to stock up on some, like, extra food, you know? But, yeah, that I mean, that was the, the thing that I just wasn't sure as far as, like, what, you know? Yeah. yeah. It'll be food you don't love 100%, but you'll love it, like, 50%. Yeah, I guess. 50% yeah. love? Yeah. Okay. So before we started filming the episode, filming, recording the episode, we took a quiz from Ready West Virginia, readywv.org. But you can just do ready.gov. I said .org. It's .gov. It's a government website. And we all took it. None of us know the outcome yet. And it's a disaster preparedness dun, quiz. Dun, dun. So number one, and this one threw Deb for a real loop. What are the four steps to being prepared? Okay, so there, I'm. It says four steps. What are the four steps to being prepared? I feel like I don't know. <laughs> this is like, like I don't understand the question, you know, because it's like, well, what are the four steps to being prepared? So then I put have a plan. Well, yeah, you have a plan, but then like get food, like that's not a step. I don't know. I feel like that's part of your plan. Okay. So I feel like everything kind of just falls under like having a plan. And then I said, don't panic. But then I'm like, that's not a step either. Why not? To being prepared. Don't panic. It reminds me of High School Musical. This part goes, don't panic, panic. All I think of is French Montana. How funny. Yeah, I don't think of any of those. But anyway, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what the, I, this, I'm not sure. What What are your guys' answers? I wrote two because I couldn't think of four. Yeah. And I said plan, and then I said check. Check. I I'll... put have a plan, buy supplies, rotate or update your supplies slash plan, and communicate. Okay. Check is check is reevaluate your supplies. That's why I put that down because I'm like, it won't last forever. Actual answers. Be informed. Right. We are now. Yeah. There you go. Make a plan. Working on it. Build a kit. All right. We all, we all said that. Supplies. Be involved. Wait, I'm sorry. Can you repeat the steps? I'm, I'm processing them right the now. The steps are be informed. Be informed. Make a plan. Make a plan. Build a kit. Build a kit. Be involved. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure what we're involved in. I'll be honest Is with that you. like with your community? Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. But is it? Deb, I, I don't like the, the answer. Quiz. Deb. I know, also, I know. Also, before we took this, me and Jill established we did not want to sit next to Deb in a college I said, class. I would never take a class with Deborah, like ever. I would, no. Okay. Question two What other location besides your home should you store an emergency kit? I put outside in a trash can. <laughs> I put car. I put car the too. The actual answer car or work. And I read something oh, that said okay. car and work. You That's know. true about work. I never thought you're about that. You're there all the fucking time. And you if know. you're stuck there too. Yeah. So you need your gallon-sized bag of goodies. Get out of here, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> These are my raisins. <laughs> no, please. Get away from me. We Don't are not home. Don't touch my water. Don't touch my peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, when putting your emergency kit together, what's the minimum number of days or hours your supply should last? Two weeks. I already had that, yeah. Okay. What about you? I put three days a month. I don't know. I put three days. I put two weeks is because I had been researching like about like preparing like people preparing for the coronavirus and everything kept saying two weeks, two weeks. Three days is the minimum, which I mean is was that yeah. for like the least amount. So 
three days, I guess, is, you know, if you, if you just don't want to put that much into like it. Like bare minimum? Yeah. Okay. So you can live for three days. Name one way that residents can receive a local emergency alert. I put text on your cell phone? Text. I said phone. So oh. like, yeah. And there's a lot of ways, guys. Like, oh. it's bananas. It says the emergency alert system, which is through the radio or the TV, automated phone calls. That gives me so much anxiety. Oh, like that, Yes, I hate it. Like, it, it, it freaks me out every time. It's true, because you're like, you're willing to interrupt the TV for them? I'm just like, oh, I don't care if it's a test. I hate it. You know what I hate is when my phone will, like, blare at me about, like, a flash flood, and I'll be like, it is not even raining. And, like, obviously, because it's for the whole county, mm-hmm. I'll be like, what the fuck? Flash flood. And then I'm always looking for water. So, automated phone calls, email or text, and then um, some people say you should be, like, following, like, official social media channels of, like, mm-hmm. emergency alerts as well. I read that too on online. They were saying that to only gen like even now, like for coronavirus or different things when there's alerts to only really follow like dot gov or dot org yeah, information because you, you don't know what you're gonna find online and there's people that skew things and that also wanna like make chaos. So like it's just true. check your sources. All right, what information should your family's emergency communications plan include? I hated this question too. Cause what I feel like this doesn't even Makes sense. Family's emergency communications plan. Doesn't make sense. It's an emergency. Is that your How answer? are we communicating? No, I put medical contact people, important people, etc. I put where to meet everyone's phone numbers and if anyone has any medications. I said like names and insurance and social. I don't know why I said that. Maybe I read it wrong. <laughs> exactly. What the fuck does it mean? <laughs> well, the actual answer is. Contact information for the family, work, school, your insurance, or medical card, and out-of-state contact. And that's real. That's oh, You're yeah. not supposed to try to call in the same state because it's all fucked up here. So you're supposed to have someone who lives somewhere else because it's easier to get a hold of them. What if you don't them. know anybody? Don't try to make a friend. Make a friend. Oh, pim pal. That's actually really easy for me because most of my family doesn't live in California. So it's yeah. more appointing a person as, like, the person that you are calling. Yeah. Um, and then, as Jill said, designated meeting places, one in town, one out of town. And then medical needs or allergies and other special needs you might have. There you go. All right. All right. How many gallons of water do we need per day, per person, guys? The minimum. So I put two, but I guess it's one. It is. It's one. I'm still going with three. After I, mean, I learned I'm, about the food and everything, yeah, I'm going to go with three. I mean, I would still like way more, but yeah, bare minimum one gallon. Do children drink as much water as adults, or can you store less for them? I, I put, put False. false. I said true, but I said that because I knew the answer was false. I just want to shake it up. Oh, okay. But yeah, you're supposed to store one gallon per person. Doesn't matter if you get or not. Yeah. Oh, okay. Don't just dehydrate them. <laughs> like, fuck you, kid. <laughs> That's my water. <laughs> you only need half a gallon. <laughs> like, you get one sippy cup. Get out of my face. Oh. Every other day, you don't want any fucking water all of a sudden. Right, right. <laughs> all right. Which of the following <laughs> items should be included in your emergency kit? A whistle? Renter pliers, a map, your medical information, or all of the above. Free point, all of the above. I'm gonna say we only need a whistle. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Keep too short. Blow the whistle. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> all right, and then lastly, how often should you update your emergency kit? I put yearly. That's what I put too. I put three to six months. The real answer: at least once or twice a year. So yeah, there we go. Okay. We all win. 
Yeah, so the test, the quiz. If you took it with us, how did you do? (laughs) (laughs) Stellar, because they already got all the information. I know. They scored high. Yeah. Oh, well, I did want to share one thing that I did read about, because I was kind of reading about, like, oh, should we really be up in, like, frenzy about the coronavirus? And there was, like, mixed mixed, uh, reviews or mixed information as far as, you know, if we should really be concerned or not. Um, There was one article, and I don't remember where it was, but... Um, the person who wrote the article basically was saying like, you're not going to get the coronavirus. And I was just like, how is she so sure about that? Like, how is she so sure? And like putting it like out there. I mean, obviously people can write whatever they want and like publish it, you know, but she was just like, I guess somebody was asking like, should I be concerned about getting the coronavirus? And she said, no, you're not going to get it. And I was just like, okay. That was it? No elaboration? No, she did go on and elaborate, but basically that like, the chances of you getting it are very like low and um the the people who you really have to worry about are those with like auto autoimmune diseases um and the elderly people those yeah. are the ones who are are getting like uh getting more severe symptoms because everybody else is just getting kind of like flu like symptoms yeah, and kids not aren't really any, dying from it at no. all they said more kids have died from the flu this year than yeah and, like, yeah they were thing. saying that you know even the kids like it's not they're not getting severe symptoms. The people who are getting, you know, are the elderly people or the people who have, you know, weak immune systems. But anyway, um, one of the other things that I had seen was that they had said that to just have a plan for like those elderly people. So like if you have an elderly person um, in your family that you need to talk about, like, what is the plan? Like if they are to to get sick, like you guys or you should have a plan for them. And, um, I was like, oh, well that's, you know, interesting because I, I guess, I don't know. I don't really think about that stuff, but you know, it is important to think about those kinds of things, um, to have a plan. And then also, I guess they said to also talk to your employer about like telecommuting. I don't know if you guys seen that, but like, if, you know, there were to be an outbreak, like a crazy outbreak, like in your city or your County or whatever, um, you have to talk to your employer or you should prepare by having a conversation with your employer about what are your options for telecommunity? And I thought that was really interesting because I could see my boss like kind of looking at me with crazy eyes. If I brought that up to her, you know, like, Oh, I'm really worried about the coronavirus. Um, what are my options in regards to telecommuting? She's going to give me some crazy eyes and Jill's laughing because she knows that it's true. We literally talked about that today. My coworker was like, you think we can all start working from home? And I was like, if you go ask about that, like a month off work to work from home, they're going to be like, yeah, you can go home. Feel free not to come back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I was hearing on NPR earlier, they were saying that like there's this, what is it? The state of disaster? What is it called? State, state of emergency. emergency. State of emergency. That they have that in Seattle, but like they close like some schools and like they have closed things. So that like for those people, yeah. is an option yeah. like to work from home. But I think it's really going yeah. down in Seattle as well. Yeah. So, you know, like, yeah. But no. Uh, so yeah, that was another thing that I had read that people were saying that in case like your child's school does like close down because of an outbreak or like what if your child's like daycare or something like that um, closes down that you should also be prepared because what if you still have to go to work, but your child can't go to school because their school mm, is closed. That's true. So you need to have like a backup. And I, I was like, oh, that's really interesting because I, I feel like a lot of people would think, well, if my child doesn't have to go to school, like I may not have to go to work, like if there's an outbreak in the community, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, there's certain jobs where like 
they may not close down. Like, you know, yeah. if you work at, well, a, hospital, work at a hospital, you're yeah. on call. You have to be or, there. you know, even other places, like if you work like for, I don't know, I would maybe assume like, maybe like a social services, like welfare office. Like, I feel like they would still stay open because people need or help. Jobs, or jobs like, I mean, it still sounds like fast food, like service industry jobs. Like they don't just shut down. Like yeah. they're, like, they're so, staying open. Like, um, you know, you can't just assume that every place of employment. So I guess that's why they were also um, saying like, uh, to have that conversation prior with your employer, like, well, what if, you know? I think those are things that they should talk about with people at work. Because obviously, like, now more in recent times, like, we've had, like, active shooter training. And, like, these are things that they want people to be prepared for. And with the way things are nowadays where things just happen, like, this is something that they should, like, train the staff and train managers to take, like, to tell their staff what to do. Yeah. 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 And I mean, having no children, that stuff doesn't even cross my mind. But like, yeah, like, where are they going to go? Exactly. Yeah. I think a real note for like people who are worried about getting coronavirus is if you get, feel sick, go to the fucking doctor. I feel like people like to wander around like feeling like a little unwell. I'm like, you could just go get it checked out. Like, you know, like. But they also said, so, I mean, like I said, I read like mixed things about it. But people were saying that like if you start feeling symptoms, that doesn't necessarily mean to go to the doctor. But maybe it would like you should call and just describe your symptoms because at the same time, if you are infected, like they don't want you like going into somewhere very public or somewhere That's very true. crowded. I heard that and too, infect everybody. Infect, like, well, you weren't really sick, and now I've gone there, and other patients. people were. And now, right? I have it. Yeah. Exactly. So you know, they said to just kind of monitor your symptoms, and I think that if you're feeling like really weak, dehydrated, like those are like some of the more like severe symptoms to look out for. Like if you're running like high fever dehydrated something like that but um you should not just run to the hospital right away because if everybody's just feeling a little sick and they're going to the er that's also overcrowding you know the that's er true. i think you gave a number earlier you said 311 to like 311 is um a number that they were putting aside if people had any they want to talk about their symptoms or however they're feeling that there's actual medically trained staff that you can call and discuss those things with so like deb said rather than inflating an er or something you can yeah, I've never resource. heard of that number. Though, I've never so. heard of that either. I know two one one, which is for like services of helping, but I didn't know like about three one one. So that's really interesting. So I don't know if it's a phone number that's not always open, but once your state has been declared, does four one one still work? I want to know for information. <laughs> like for info? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I never called it. I just thought about it. Yeah. I don't know what anybody <laughs> you get from it because, like I said, two one one is for like not emergency services, but like. Yeah. More like human services and oh things like god. that. Oh my god, I forgot. I used to call 411 all the time. <laughs> oh my god. What were you asking about? This is a life of an only child. All kind of stuff for my parents. They'd be like, <laughs> can you call to find blah, blah, blah? I'm like, fine, sure. I call 411 all the yeah, time. Yeah, because it was like time. a directory. It was like calling the phone book, but yeah. like, the phone book would talk to you. So yeah. I don't think I ever called again. It would be like, can you please give me the phone number to the Phillips residence? Yeah, and they would look you up. Located in blah, blah, blah and city. And which Phillips is it? Because there's fucking five. Yeah. yeah, and then you would tell them what city, and then they would tell you this is the Phillips residence. Okay, oh. boober. <laughs> I know. Deb's all excited in power. If it's gone, I know. If it's gone, bring it back, we say. No. I was just wondering. I'm like, 411 is the world's address book. Well, there you go. Well, I wanted to share one last thing only because since we are talking about the coronavirus and I've seen some other people's posts online and stuff that it's not an excuse to be racist to anybody. Oh, my God. About this shit. 
at all. It's true. I sent, I, I might have sent it to you, Jill. I'm not sure. But I saw a video yesterday. I want to see on New Now Next. And the, this man in San Francisco got attacked. He was just gathering cans. And this guy oh, hit him yeah, off the shovel. That, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what? I got mad because they were black. And I was like, please do not shame us this way. <laughs> but also, like, right? You know, like, I was just like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, people are saying, like, so I went to a place in Redlands. I won't say where, because I don't want to get sued. But, like, you know, Redlands sometimes has that racist tinge to it. But um, I'm, All si- the time. <laughs> I'm sitting there <laughs> waiting. And this girl's like, I don't want anything coming from China. And I was like, then you're going to have nothing, you bitch. You look Everything comes from there. Like, she's like, you know, they just need to, like, stay over there and do this. And I was like, you're acting so ugly like one it doesn't just come from china it's in other places and two like what the fuck like i don't know i just think people like get so weird about things like that it's just an excuse to be racist like so my friend julie who lives in oakland and she works at a chinese restaurant in san francisco and it's a high-end chinese restaurant she said ever since every all this has started happening like they're very slow and like there's just barely any business people don't want to go like people have left like racist signs and shit like like little notes like oh on their God. doors. Like it's been really bad to be treated like, like I just, that. I don't understand I don't that. And like I feel like they would not do that if it was like a group that like you could not like outwardly see. You know what I mean? Like if it was like, oh, it turns out like just white people have this thing. Like what are we going to do? Like point at all white people? You know what I mean? Like I just think that. Like if it was very specific. Like, yeah. oh, it's Irish people. Yeah. Like I but just you feel don't like know. people but look. you don't know what that. Would look like yeah. outwardly. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. I just I just really hate that, you know. And then people start talking about, well, maybe they should be over there. Like, and I'm like, oh, we're just going to slip back into internment all of a sudden? Like, yeah. What are they always like, people like, what are they And it's nothing to do with race. It has to do with, like, traveling. Like, yeah. Where so, people have been. I don't know. It just makes me sad. But yeah, I, was, I was so shamed when I saw that video. I was like, oh, don't be this way. But, Yeah. yeah. And I thought it was really nice because the man was working on restorative justice to kind of like mm-hmm. not like go into this. But I was like, I'm not, you're nicer than me, sir. I'd be like, fuck you. Persecute to the fucking set of the lock. Your life's over. But yeah, so sounds like we'll have a lot to work on. You sure do. Getting ready for yeah. anything. Big one, coronavirus, anything that might go down when California cracks off into the sea. You know, all that shit that could happen. Yeah. I didn't even bring up the jet fuel because, you know, jet fuel runs down like a home pass. And that's very, very flammable. It could kill us all. Whew. With one single match. I'm going to share the the link to this um, preparedness podcast because it had so much information. It wasn't overwhelming, but it was just a lot and very specific. And I really liked it. I thought it was very helpful. So, yeah. So. He considers himself one of, like, probably what a lot of people would say is extreme, like, prepared. I think they call preparators or preparers or what is it called? I think that's what they're called. Preparers? Prepa- they're called preparers and then like survivalists or something like that. Those are the people oh. who are like the doomsday kind of preppers. Oh, okay. Mm. Survivalists with things like Bear grills. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well. Yeah, okay. So he's ready. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Casey. We have oh, yeah. Completely unrelated to the topic. <laughs> oh, we have a story. I do. Yeah, I, I didn't forget. Thank you. So this morning, <laughs> I got in my car, and I was listening to the radio, and I just caught the tail end of something. <laughs> and this lady said that a man at church had been taking pictures of her feet, and so she switched churches. And I was just like, I should tell Jill and Deb about this. Like, How'd you find out? 
I don't know because she, I didn't hear her call in. I only caught the end. And so I wanted to bring it up to see if either of you two were there at the beginning. What station were you listening to? I think it was 99.1. Hmm. No. I don't I know. I just listened to Kiss FM in the morning. But yeah. <laughs> That's the only station you listen to? In the morning, yeah. Oh, okay. For like Ryan's Roses? For, yeah. The morning Ryan show. Ryan everything. The show? Yeah. But yeah. they just said like. She was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, he was taking pictures of my feet, and so I switched churches. And they were like, do you think it's worth switching churches? And I was like, if some freak is taking pictures of my feet, yeah. I am telling the priest. That's what I'm doing. I'm telling staff. I did think that sucks, though. I was like, why would you leave the congregation? Like, this person should be in trouble, like, you know, but. I mean, God forgives, but, dude, get it together. (laughs) That's not cool. Like that's just I, that's not the thing I would ever. But be yeah, for. I want to know how she knew, and like, what if he was just taking pictures of the floor, and her feet just happened it sounds to. Sounds like she really knew there were feet involved in. But what if he's a person with special needs, and people? We okay. have a lot Do of questions. Since I didn't hear the whole story. All I can say is the way it was phrased, it made it sound like he had also maybe commented on her feet previously, and like that it was very specifically. Feet pictures. Like, not yeah, like, and I'm just yeah, wondering, not like, like, oh, that could be anything else. I like, mean, I just, my feet. I have a lot of questions because I'm wondering, like, why does she just continue to like sit by this man, or is he coming to her, or like, how is this occurring? I don't have the answers. So, yeah, listeners, if you've heard the story, this runs we some bells. Know. Please let me know the beginning. So, okay, so you missed the beginning. So I you missed don't know the what beginning. She said. Yeah, I only heard the end. And they were like you about email nine nine one. Be like, I hey, know. I heard a piece of this. And yes, what's the deal. We need to know. We need it for yeah, our podcast. Like, can can you go back and listen to? The, you can't go back and listen to the radio, can you? I don't actually know how the radio works now. I don't think you can, but maybe you can. I have no idea. I'm not sure either. Huh? Email them, please. Okay. Can well, you? Or call them in, or call call it in. I heard part of They'll the story. Never pick up. Do they, they pick won't. up? No, no, no one picks up. Yeah, there's probably an email though. You could DM them. Oh, yeah. Like, From the podcast. That's true. We could yeah. tag them. Mm-hmm. Be like, we need <laughs> the details. Because <laughs> they the- really need our tag. <laughs> <laughs> They've been waiting for it. <laughs> They've been waiting for it. Oh, oh man. Well, yeah. I'm going to try to find out what's going on with this story. But if someone actually knows the beginning, please tell us. Because I was just like, what? I have questions. We all have questions. We do. We, we need do. answers. But, yeah. We need this woman church. on the show. I'm she just kidding. She left the church. Left church. Hmm. Someone's taking pictures of her feet. Interesting. But yeah, I'm with I'm with you guys. I feel like the man should have been the one to leave the church. I agree. Drive him out. Watch. Excommunicated. It's gonna be as. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! I'm just gonna say the curveball like Dubs like say it was the deacon. <laughs> wow! <laughs> it was the pastor. <laughs> That's why well, she then you really got to leave because they're not going to do anything about it. I know. I <laughs> wanted to make it dramatic. So, okay. Hopefully you have some details on that story or just tell us what you think. Should she have left? Should he have left? What's the deal? But hopefully we're all ready to get disaster, disaster, <laughs> disaster prepared. Edness. What'd you say it's called? Preparers? Pre- preparers? <laughs> preparers. We're all becoming preparers. 2020. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, <laughs> Deb's like, no, no, I'm not prepared. I do. No, I do want to prepare, but I don't know if I want to be like so extreme or like. I mean, I feel like maybe you have to be, but then at the same time, it's like Deb, don't come negative on energy. Our, don't come pop, knocking you know, on like our apartment doors. Like you're making it into existence. Exactly. 
You're speaking it out into the universe. Um, I don't know. Never mind. I don't know. Because I feel like there's people have been doing this a long time. Like, since, like, the 30s and the 40s when they were doing bomb shelters and all that. Like Fail to prepare. Prepare to fail. Yeah. Isn't it better? But I don't want to, like, live the rest of my life just, like, thinking about, well, like, replenishing my shit all the time. Well, some people are really extremely into it and like that yeah. they focus their whole life on it i don't I think mean, we need to be here's the facts things. i don't think you're gonna die if you didn't change your water every three months like i think a year later that water is gonna serve you fine as but, long as it's not in the sun you're yeah kidding. but you know like i think if you have a bag put together a trash can put together something put together that makes sense then you're like good to go but, you know, you want to, like, know where things are. I think that's it. Like, I think we've all kind of said we have some stuff, but none of it is, like, near each other. And if they yeah. said, you need to get out of your fucking house in 60 seconds, I'd be like, oh. I can't even grab my cat. <laughs> where seconds. are the flashlights? Yeah. <laughs> Let me get my t- a water bottle and a flashlight and I'm ready now, you know. like So I think it's just that. Like, it wouldn't yeah. kill me to, like, fill a backpack with some shit, you know, like, just to be ready yeah. to go. Have some things And you know hard. what? Um... Another thing that I had heard on Ryan Seacrest, and I don't remember how it came up, but I think it came up because I forgot, but it was some sort of like emergency like situation. But like Ryan Seacrest was like, oh, like I sleep naked. And like if shit were to go down, like in the middle of the night, like I don't have any clothes on, you know, that would be my problem. Yeah. Yeah. Like basically like have clothes. Like if that's how you sleep, like have clothes by your bed. Yeah. Because if you just need to run out and you I'm have no clothes. escaping in her robe. <laughs> <laughs> all dramatic. Oh yeah. My God. No, that's 100% So it's like true. if, you know, if it's an emergency and like all you can do is just grab your bag, like you have to run out naked and you're, with your bag. <laughs> well, they say to keep like real shoes under your bed. Yeah. Like if you have yeah. to put them on so you can leave. I don't want to have my fluffy slippers. I see my glasses very close to them. They're like literally right there. Like it's, oh, like the, it's the first thing I grab because I can't just leave. I can't fucking see. Yeah. I'll die yeah. immediately. And you know what? Like I don't always, most of the time my glasses are next to my bed, but not all the time. Oh, I Sometimes forgot. I leave oh, them. can't see. That means no. you don't wear your glasses full time. Yeah. I always have glasses like yeah. within like arms reach of me. Because sometimes I'll just like take off my contacts and then I'll just like leave my glasses like in the bathroom. So I guess if you have like an old pair of glasses, put them next to your yeah. bed. Yeah. So you have to buy more. Or keep them in your bag, whatever you're doing, because you'll be in these streets like, ah, what is that? A raccoon? But I just feel like I just need, like, extra glasses, like, fucking everywhere. Because, like, I also, so, like, not too long ago, I mean, this this episode is just dragging now. <laughs> <laughs> if you've tuned out, it's okay. Now we're just here shooting the shit. <laughs> I'm just going to end it. Never mind. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> There'll be no lack of entertainment when you have Deborah in your bunker. That's true. That's why we're bringing her along. She's got stories for days. I know. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye, Sorry, everybody. Bye, everybody.